bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And uh, we didn't have to talk about reality TV as politics for two whole weeks because we were in Antarctica. But now we're back. Just in time for Chrismica and Hanumas. Chrismica and Hanumas. And here we are after... Two full weeks of traveling the South Pole. And 30 hours straight mm-hmm. traveling home. It, uh, I do have to say, even though Antarctica was, and many of you have asked us, sent us messages. How was your trip? Are we alive? Did we experience a rogue wave? We did not experience a rogue wave. Um, the weather was, in fact, incredible, I would say. Yes. Crystal clear blue skies, serene waters... Uh, for the most part, I did get seasick. Yes. On the way back. We're not going to talk too much about Antarctica. If they want to know about Antarctica, they can go over and join the Patreon. That's true. Go, you can go to dumbgaypolitics.com or julianbrandy.com, or you can go to, um, the description of this episode where we will put a link to a free Patreon episode. Uh, we did four. We did actually did five Patreons on the road yeah. at airports and uh, f- from our Antarctica trip. And it's all there. Unfortunately, I am extremely drunk in uh, pretty much all of them because I was extremely drunk the entire time in Antarctica. I wouldn't say unfortunately. I think that's <laughs> that's really downplaying the joy of it all. <laughs> OK, so now uh, we're here. We're back. We flew back. It took 30 hours to get home. We mm. landed on the first day of Hanukkah. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, there isn't even, we talk all about the traveling ad nauseum on the, on the Patreons too, but it was um, definitely the hardest, uh, most Oh my God. I mean, the travel was very, very challenging. Going to the bottom of the globe is, 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 is it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to get there. It is not easy to get there. No, it is not. Uh, I texted my mom when we got back, wanted to let her know, because she likes to know, you know, when mm-hmm. we land and whatnot. Um, you know, um, just wanted you to know I'm landed and everything's going okay. Welcome back. Do you have time to, um, it's the first day of Hanukkah. Do you have time to face, or can't? not do you have time, can you FaceTime at like 3 p.m. or whatever? And I was like, I got so mad. <laughs> I, got I know so I was there. Mad. Well, I was well, like, don't they all, know what I just went through? Well, I can't just get on FaceTime. Also, we had 
we tell an amazing story of playing the World Cup on our flight from Argentina mm-hmm. and uh, with the whole plane watching it on our laptop. It's it's a thrilling story. Thrilling. On our Patreon, mm-hmm. honestly. And um, again, I was also drunk when told that story, but it's fine. <laughs> um, and we have this video that's on, you know, my Twitter and on your Instagram for people to enjoy. And when we landed, though, you do always text your mom before we take off. And when we land, Mm -hmm. because your mom is, um, she gets very worried. She's a little worrier. And you also let her know, but you wanted to send her the video because it was epic. Right. And it was beyond, and it was, you know, we landed then in LA and Mm -hmm. it was like, and everyone had watched the World Cup. Apparently, right. there was a big block party on your fucking street Apparently, that we missed. There's Thank an Argentinian <laughs> community center right here. Who knew? I'm going to have to go in there and be like, um, yeah, I'm like kind of a citizen now. Yeah, so, exactly. hola. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so hello. You, you sent her the video memo. Right. And, and, it, right. and then she said, can you have FaceTime at 3 p.m.? And you're like, uh, Ma, uh, she didn't care about the video. And you were like, you were annoyed that she didn't care about the video. Yeah, not, nothing about the video. <laughs> also, like, how is the just? It just I felt so like a caged animal. Yeah, and um, plus I'm irritable. I'm irritated. I'm exhausted. We've been up for thirty hours. Like, I don't want to fucking FaceTime. I don't. I don't want to FaceTime with anybody. I don't want anyone looking at me. No, we want, I don't we, want any. I don't want to look walked, at anybody. We walked into. The I bathroom. need to go home and lay down. We recorded a Patreon. We were walking around like the, the the fucking airport in Buenos Aires, like for fucking milling around there for eight hours. And we recorded a Patreon. I don't know if it, that was when we both walked in the bathroom and I was like, oh, my God, look at my hair. And then you were like, look at my hair. I was like, we hadn't even like we hadn't even we both looked. And I'm like, well, I've been looking at your hair. And it's like you had been looking at mine. But neither one of us was like nice fucking hair. Like we were just like you fact, look normal to the me. The fact that you had to face it was so beyond like it was beyond. <laughs> and, so I wa- and I was being such a little whiny brat texting back like maybe i don't know i don't think i can i'm so tired and then i in a fury after i, I dropped you off in the uber in a fury i was like fuck this i'm gonna just call what am i even texting for and then i call and i'm like i don't want to facetime i'm tired i'm irritable and she was like well you shouldn't go to sleep you need to stay up and you should fa- we're all gonna be there and just leslie wanted you, and adam she wanted and- you to get your clock back together from uh, 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 yeah that's what she wanted <laughs> a good one phyllis so uh-huh <laughs> just, little does just she know you could have gone ahead and gone to sleep and slept all through the night and i would have been th- asleep to now yeah it's t- it still your clock would have been fine you my woken clock up- would have been just fine yeah you would have woken up and said uh-oh it's eight i'll go back to sleep now <laughs> yeah i don't have any issue <laughs> with that anymore I can sleep at any time yes at any point and anywhere so <laughs> except like you know oh so and i haven't gotten enough sleep and i know that i haven't because i have restless leg syndrome all over my body <laughs> So then I talked to her. And then, of course, the second I hear her voice, I feel bad. I'm being a brat. I'm being terrible. I'm a horrible person. I'm selfish. I don't see them enough. I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. all of it comes flooding yeah. through. I'm going to, I'm just the worst, whatever. She's not doing so, that. You feel guilty for this. No, no, things. she's not yeah, doing she, anything. But I'm just clarifying to them so it yeah. doesn't sound like she's doing it. No, I, all of us, I, the second I hear her, I turn into 
you, your guilt, your Jewish guilt. My, my guilt. Yeah, yeah. And I also do want to see her and I do want to please her. However, I'm so tired and I don't want to fucking be looked at. And I don't fucking need to do that. So. We don't give a flying fuck. So, it was a okay, Sunday. Fine. Everyone was lurking and bugging on the fucking roads. I was like, every single Jewish uh, person in LA is out <laughs> getting their first Hanukkah gift. It was so annoying. I know that's what it was. It was so crowded everywhere. It was beyond crowded. So, took forever to get home. Finally got home. And then I had like an hour to prepare for the FaceTime, which all that meant for me was laying down and not doing anything. And then, oh, actually, that's not true. I had to fucking go out to the store. And then that took forever. And then I was really pissed. And I was driving over <laughs> curbs and stuff. And <laughs> you didn't even, I'm sure. The, uh, here's the best part. I'm quite sure. Um, I don't even, it's not even quite sure. I'm, I'm, I'm directly positive without even knowing this information firsthand that you, one thing you didn't do was look in the mirror and prepare to be looked at. Not one time. <laughs> not even one time. And then, and it doesn't occur to me to look in the mirror one time, even though I know after I looked in the mirror in the airport where my hair was, um, I don't really know how to describe it. I know it was, it was definitely it lopsided. Looked, yeah, it was lopsided and it looked like maybe there was a part that had been shaved off. There's like a bald part and then the sprouty part and then a long part and a short part and a weird part. And it just was weird. And also is my hair red now? And then, <laughs> yeah, we were walking around like brassy ass. Like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, um, so, you know, now, and I have a complex still from when, someone who wasn't trying to be mean looked at my hair and was like oh yeah like yours like when my hair gets like that it's like oh i'm like oh yeah thank you yeah, but that's so, okay okay <laughs> all right i mean it looks good on you but i know that when i get it starts to curl i'm like oh oh, oh. i'm like okay no that's a that's maybe they didn't but that's passive aggressive and they may just like when someone else on who on the trip did the old classic to me like <laughs> it's clear you're a model because you can just wear anything and make it work. I was like, uh-huh, because what, I'm in rags? And like, it was, what is that, a bag with holes? God, you make it look good. Yeah, like you, because mm -hmm. I mean, you get you can get away with it, right? Yeah. It's like, uh -huh. away with what? When my hair looks like shit, I know it's time for me to get it cut. Looks good on you, though. <laughs> now, uh, so I had to go do my errand, and then it was time to call, so I had to call from the car. So then I call from the car and I see myself in the FaceTime. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah. and I was like, just commit, just commit, just commit. And then it was like, hi. And then I'm um, like, like a monster, like, hi, where are you? I'm like, I'm in the car. I had to get half and half. I got to go home. And then it was like, all right, well, we're here. My dad, my mom, my sister, my brother, and the neighbors from next door. <laughs> and I was like, <clears throat> And my mother is the queen. I was just like, who's gonna who's gonna be there? Just me and your dad and Leslie and Adam. Okay, great. And then all of a sudden, you get there and it's like, oh, here's the neighbors, the rabbi, the cantor, the rabbi's whole family, two cousins from out of town, and these people you haven't seen for fifteen years. Okay, get in there and entertain everyone. Rabbi David Lerner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was Rabbi Eisenman who he said was dead. So, but he's not. He's living in Florida. Um, and that's the only reason he wasn't there yesterday. The, probably. The neighbors. I mean, remember. So, and we, I said even on the way 
like over once you called because I was I had to come over. I was on my way over because that's what happens. That's what we do. Ugh. Still working. Just traveled 30 hours. Got to oh come God. over and fucking record. So I'm like on my way over and I'm like this. I mean, we watched this movie on the plane called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And I was like, I feel like uh, we're Bodies, Bodies, Bodies because I have a body on top of my body and a body on top of my other body. And then and I'm face, face, face too. Yep. Our yep. faces were three times bigger than when we left. Mm -hmm. Our heads were huge. Huge. It's like our under chins were huge. We just looked like people who had been through 10 rounds of a boxing match and yeah. both of our eyes were punched shut. Like I looked Heather like Gay. Lou Ferrigno yeah. got in a fight. Like your shirt had been ripped clean off. But like how my, his head's so huge. Yeah. Ugh. So, exactly. So they're all looking at me like, whoa, Lou, what's going on? <laughs> Uh, then it was like, how are you? Then it was, and then I, I told her too, of course. And I knew it was going to happen when I texted. I had to, I like walked outside cause I didn't want anyone. I just I hadn't even been home. I literally hadn't even been home. <laughs> so I had to walk in and I just didn't know it was sitting around or whatever. So I walked outside to the porch to do the talking. And then I'm like, yeah, cause my parents had been here and who knows, maybe left, left all their dildos around. It wasn't, it was, it's, I, I just had not been home and yeah. I just, and I know that my mother is like a fucking FBI mm -hmm. sniper who will look at one corner and be like, what's that? Or where's the cat? Or where, what's that tree doing there? Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> and I don't have time to discuss what the tree is doing there. So... I go outside. No, 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 no. Then, of course, it's like, oh, the porch. Maybe she would have thought Nancy Pelosi and Johnny Depp were here to celebrate. Yeah, I should have sat yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. So you and then said, these are my friends here to do. Also, I fucking hate holding the phone. Just the whole thing about it. I hate it. So I walked outside. It's so sunny. And so I'm like, uh. and but then it starts. I heard you went to Antarctica. How was the trip? The neighbor. And they're lovely. They're good friends of my parents. They're delightful people. And but you had said. I don't, because I, we, we made said, a plan where you yes. were going to say, I said, just say this. And I did. Say, I don't want to make this whole thing about me because I just got home from Antarctica. But really, that's what your mom, my theory is that's what, that's what Phil Elegante did want because Meow Meow is the middle child and she's very accommodating and she's the glue that makes awkward situations <laughs> not awkward. Mm -hmm. And as much as, you know, Phil and Dr. Guac want the fucking neighbors and their own children over, when it comes down to it, they're probably just like, oh, we don't want any of these people coming over. Let's have Julie entertain them all. <laughs> and then you're like, I, I, so I said, just say, I don't want to make it about me and my trip. It's the lovely beauty of, I guess, when Jesus did Hanukkah or whatever the rule is for Hanukkah and the lights and the Maccabees and the fucking things right. and the menorahs. And yeah. So you wanted to celebrate the beauty of that and the joy yeah, the and the wonder. The beauty of the festival yeah. of lights. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and then just, and then I'll call you guys later in the yes, week. Correct. And do Antarctica. But the neighbors did not get the memo and your mom knew they wouldn't get the memo because your mom didn't give it to them. She didn't give anyone the memo and she doesn't <laughs> listen to the memo or read the memo because she, she has her own memo and her own memo is the only memo that matters in the company because you could send one out to the entire company and she goes, delete, delete, delete. Shred, shred, Let shred. me write the memo and here's the memo. Yeah. And then you go, Ugh. so <laughs> then it's, how's the trip? Now we're talking about the trip and I'm like, can see my brother and sister just like, you fuck. And it's <laughs> like fucking sucking the air out of the room once again. We don't exist. You're a fucking asshole. So it's not, I don't mean, they, so then I'm 
And then I'm like, Leslie Adam, well, let's Zoom over Christmas. We'll fucking let's all get together. And then my parents like, well, we won't be there. We'll be on a cruise. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's and... why you had to do it that day. <laughs> exactly. So then I'm like, all right, well, I'll call you before the cruise then. And I guess Leslie and Adam will Zoom on. We probably won't. But <laughs> fine. And whatever. And it wasn't like a long thing. And it was short. And it was fine. And it was sweet. And then we did do the fucking over the candles and she did make us do whatever and then we did it and i was just like <laughs> i can't believe you had to do that on facetime <laughs> on facetime <laughs> you're coming through the phone like like <laughs> I mean, like coming over the phone speaker. It's so yeah. What did tragic. they hear? Ah, uh, sure. Can, I'm living some time. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I mean if she could have. She oh, might have sat God. you up like this against like the napkin holder and been like, "Eat dinner with us, Julie." And then and she you're would. just there with your face there while they're all eating. Yeah, like your head. And right then there. I could eat. I would eat something. <laughs> I at one point. At one point. Um, she's singing and my mother loves to get into it. Just Baruch like she just loves the fucking, the fucking singing of it all. And so I, so she's going on. And at one point I see that I'm just trying to remember, I can, I'm so brain dead that I'm literally so and this is my whole life. I know I should know these things, and I do know them, but I can't. Oh wait, here. Oh yeah. Okay, so she goes. So she's doing, and I'm like, but I'm outside too, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my god. And then, <laughs> and then I real I was kicked into like, what am I doing? And so I kicked into lip syncing, and then so she's like, and I'm like, <laughs> you're just lip syncing the words. <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. and that was it and then I was like I have to, I gotta go and then of course they're annoyed and they can see I'm being a bitch and they're like have a good rest <laughs> now that's some good passive aggressive that's have a good rest <laughs> and I'm like I will I will okay well anyway. I thoroughly enjoyed that story <laughs> and I hope everyone else did too we do have a little bit of um, gifts to talk about housekeeping. Um, housekeeping. <laughs> we got a Christmas gift from our our rich benefactor uh, wife in, in in New Jersey, Donna uh -huh. Donna Williams. Now, uh -huh. Donna, you know, I'm just gonna read because this is from this is what we said about her last okay. Christmas. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, because. Again, we got a very, very large gift card yes. from her mm -hmm. again and more um, and actual cash. Yep. In addition to incredibly what appear to be expensive fur hats and neck things, which were for Antarctica. We we didn't get them in time. One, two of them are embroidered in hot pink with Julian Brandy, but everything is black. It's amazing, which we love. There's the the neck things are beyond their fur. There's a f the top of the beanie has a fur ball that um, mm. I'm quite sure is actual. It's uh, it, knowing Donna, it's it's probably mink, and we're gonna tell Julie oh, that it isn't because no, it's fake. No, yeah, and it's I'm not sure real. it feels nice, but it's yeah, not real. Yeah, yeah. 
No but way. I want it needed to be because Donna is a riddle wrapped in an enigma, <laughs> wrapped in an Hermes throw in front of a roaring fire <laughs> in a sprawling mansion on a compound mm. in the rolling green hills of New Jersey. Um, last year I said, maybe it's my recent obsession with succession, but I need Donna to be the Siobhan Roy of the Garden State. Her family home is littered with antiquities and her family is so rich and rotted that Donna re-gifts insanely expensive gift cards that she gets from them to us. Because make no mistake, Donna is re-gifting these gift cards. She sends one every year, starting with the Amazon gift card in 2019. Mm -hmm. And she never tells us anything about herself. This was the most she's ever written... It's in a ho, ho, ho with a, a, a Santa card. Julian Brandy encloses a couple hats for your trip. Have a happy and healthy 2023. And then uh, she said, love yas, Donna. Um, it's not a couple hats, Donna. It's four beanies and two neck things. Okay. Also, <laughs> let's not bypass. I, she knows us so well. And I can at least say for me. I'm, I need to move to a state of which I can wear this every day since I can't wear this here. The fucking hat with the pom-pom on it has built-in sunglasses. <laughs> and you can lift it up and it's just a hat and then you lift it down and it's full sunglasses. <laughs> like a superhero. And I am... I don't know what to Donna, say. she was obsessed with it. Know what? She was, I'm just going to walk she, around here. Yeah, she, she made me take a picture of her with the sunglasses down. And she, it's, their hats are so soft. So good. And, and the only reason I'm not absolutely horrified that we didn't get them before Antarctica was because we were never so hot as we were in Antarctica. It was crazy. It was sunny and beautiful. There was only one time where we froze our fucking assholes off. And that was when we were kayaking and which, um, we probably wouldn't have wanted to wear that kayaking because we wouldn't want it to get it wet or ruined. No, no, so. no, no. This is a special, special. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. And and she, it's, I feel like the glasses are kind of like, it, they definitely make you look like a strange um, M. Night Shyamalan superhero type. Alien, Spider-Man yeah. types. It's yeah. Weird. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, I'm so into it. Donna, thank you so much. We thought we weren't going to spend any money in Antarctica and but the problem was that we were scheduled to go kayaking on actually a beautiful sunny day uh where the water was like glass and i got too drunk we i'm gonna say we because it was at night we got too drunk we were too hungover we missed it we will never know if that was if we were not gonna have to pay because we there were some there was some rumors that we might not have to pay for Mm -hmm. the excursion but because we missed it and went the next day when it was freezing and windy and wavy and horrible, <laughs> we had to pay. And it was approximately... Um, Two hours? And I think it was Maybe? approximately $700,000 yeah. each. Uh-huh. Yeah. So thank you yeah. for your... Generosity. Um, yeah, your, your generosity your paid for the $700,000 kayak. And made each. us... And these opening these hats made, made our day. Can't thank you enough, honestly. Um, and really quick, we got, before we left, a surprise. It was just a little, single little box. We opened it up, and it was a Hakeem Jeffries oh, yeah. prayer candle. Yeah. We don't know who sent it. It, like, it almost brought tears to our eyes. Yeah. It's, we love it so much. It's perfect. And it was just, and it came. We were been sad about Nance Pelosi. I just want to say before 
uh, we we move on. That Johnny McGovern, I think during COVID, he gave me a uh, for Christmas a drugs. It, it's a gold necklace that says drugs in cursive writing. Uh-huh. He bent. He got down on one knee and gave it's it beautiful. to me and proposed to it's me beautiful. at Runyon Canyon, yeah. and I put it around Nancy Pelosi's neck. Um, and it's wonderful. And that was the day that we got. It's a little rucked up right now, but it it's, it looks what she yeah, looks beautiful. She in looks it. great in it, yeah. and it's um she always has she loves a neck moment. Yes, yeah. So and it ties her in with Johnny Depp, who's standing next to her, who Johnny also Johnny's the one who got us the Captain Jack Sparrow. That's right. So now Johnny lives. We're all here together. Yeah. And um, we right when I put that on, we got the Hakeem Jeffries prayer candle, and I was like, it's a sign. Okay, now we get to hang out with one of our favorite comedians and talk some shit. I do whatever the fuck I want. That's how I got famous, talking shit. And I'm gonna keep talking shit. I'm gonna keep talking shit till the day I die, bitch. Matter of fact, I'm gonna record something. So when I'm dead and I'm in a casket, I'm gonna be on a fucking radio talking shit like, yeah, at my funeral, let me tell you about these motherfuckers. Okay, this is a special Hanumas and Chrismica edition of our segment called <laughs> Talking Shit, where we hang out with comedians and talk shit about politics. Why? Because talking shit is fun, comedians are funny, and Do You 22 is overflowing with feces and almost fucking over. Beyond, which is why we are so excited for our guest today. He's a prolific performer, writer, stand-up comedian, actor, and I'm going to go ahead and add singer and dancer to the list because Julie and I once watched him nail every number from the musical Company while we were high in a Puerto Vallarta hotel room at 2 in the morning. Ah, sweet, sweet memories. <laughs> he's hilarious, he's smart, and he knows a dick ton about Hanumas and Chrismica. So without further fucking ado, please welcome back the Stevie Nicks of our hearts and the Chardonnay of our souls, our good friend, Brad Lokely. Hi, Brad. Hi, Brad. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Chardonnay. Okay, I can't stop. I mean, I can't I, stop. full disclosure to our 14 listeners, um, this is the second time we're recording this because of a, a previous time that we were high at four in the morning <laughs> had to ditch the, uh, that interview. It's a good night when you know you go in for dinner around five and leave at five the next day. Um, our, our house, my house does tend to be a wrinkle in time. A wrinkle in time. And from now on, I'm just going to. I'm going to cross out those when, when, you know, when we go to Shard's house. I don't know what yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, no, yeah, you got to have a day and a half off on the other side. Yeah. Of, and we didn't. Um, no, we, we didn't. Did not. And I want you, we killed, I think, an entire bottle of like kettle. <laughs> and I have not stopped drinking that heavily, Brad, since that night. That kicked off <laughs> yeah, a full bender. Yeah, that kind of kicked off my holiday drinking, too. <laughs> Luckily, I'm going to see my mother who doesn't uh, drink at all. So oh, it'll be okay. like a three-day Christmas detox before I head into hardcore New Year's drinking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the yeah. three-day detox. Oh, actually, we're going to do that, too. We are going to do that. Yeah. We're doing yeah, that. Yeah, there's nothing like going to visit your 65-year-old account mother while you, like, sweat and shake in a nice <laughs> restaurant at the holidays because your body is missing all of the things you normally 
to put into it. Oh. oh, yeah. You just have to go through your, yeah. The withdrawals. Yeah, the, the, the I'll be dark... like, is it cold in here? Can I get another jacket? <laughs> and you'll be sweating Ugh, as well. It's so yeah, hot. Profusely sweating, <laughs> dripping into my clay. In yeah. Can you put the AC higher? Oh, so yeah. Cold. Can you put the AC higher, but also put me by the fireplace? Can we sit by the fireplace, but directly under an air conditioning vent? Um, you know, when I roll my dice, um, when I roll my dice, a 72 positive paladin who is going to have the power of invisibility and flying, I will then say to you, ha ha, huzzah, uh, you may, you may try your roll back to me. Ha ha. Go. Mm. Well, did we get that on uh, recorded? That is from... recorded. Okay. Yes. I think we might have to find that, isolate the audio. <laughs> And because I yes. need, yes. I need the fourteen listeners to hear. That was a here. highlight. It was literally the funniest thing I've seen this year, and it was Brad and Julie doing like Dungeons and Dragons nerds back and forth to each other, and it was so fucking funny. It was so 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 funny. I've never seen anyone do that. I certainly, I learned more about Dungeons and Dragons that night than I've ever. I thought I, uh, I I had no idea. Oh, and I know nothing about it. <laughs> but I you just do, Brad. All the words. <laughs> but you do. But you know. You know. Yeah, you just hear the word. You learn it. It's yeah. Truly, one of those cultural osmosis things. Yeah, it's like, like the just... the book Eat, Pray, Love. I didn't read that <laughs> right. shit, never but I know it. that that never dumb bitch went on the thing and fucking <laughs> right. ate in India. And right. an asshole. And, and I know. And I, I know lesbian. people. Oh, uh, yeah. And I know. Like, and that and that book that um, uh, Reese Witherspoon hikes into the woods hikes the Appalachian Trail. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know that that was a thing for women going through divorces for the last 15 years. White women who were getting divorced hikes the Appalachian Trail and threw their boots in the lake or something, (laughs) probably killing all the natural forests around it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've never actually read a Renee Brown quote. I just see them on Instagram from people who are in questionable psychological states. I've never read a Rumi book, not one time. Oh, yeah. And yet, oh God, see, that's the horrible person I was in high school. I read Rumi in high school. Mm-hmm. But if you're a 16 year old gay boy with a, pa- a page boy haircut, that's Ooh. really the sweet spot <laughs> to is, read Rumi. That is, mm. that's the sweet spot. If you're wearing like an amethyst necklace <laughs> on a leather cord. An amethyst not, necklace not and cord. a leather cord. And uh. jean, jean, Daisy Duke jean cut-off shorts that you made yourself uh. with maybe like a poet's, like a pirate lace-up poet, uh. Victorian linen yes. shirt that's not from the international mail catalog. Mm. That's, that's when you should be reading Rumi because you are really at peak teenage doucheability. <laughs> oh, God. But now I here might, we are. I mean, I might need to see you now in a page boy wig. Just <laughs> no shit. Just to get uh, it. And a pirate. I will post oh, to social media. Okay. I will post to social media some photos of those days okay. of a young page boy Chardonnay for for the holidays. Uh, this you could if people start. They always love the shard appearances mm-hmm. on the pod. I never fucking say that ever. We never say oh on the pod. But no. anyway, <laughs> just fuck off. Um, but on the PC. Yeah. On the PCAST. <laughs> on the audio pod. So, when but, we're you know, casting? Are well, you guys yeah. casting We're casting. We here's, one I, here's, here's one I hate. I'm just a human who tells jokes for ear holes. <laughs> Fuck off. 
fuck off. I'm just a mammal who makes sound. Aren't yes. we all just yeah. noise-based mammals, everybody? Sometimes I wrote I write jokes for humans. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. that's self-institutional misogyny and racism and homophobia. It. Hate it, hate just it. Just deciding it. you're a mammal who makes noise. Yeah, we're aware you're a mammal who makes noise, everybody. We've all seen the internet. We've all seen the internet. Well, uh, maybe if they uh, reach out, you will um, post our page boy yeah, please. Um, amethyst photo that we that oh, we're all going to desire. Oh, we can deep dive into some of my jewelry and wardrobe choices <laughs> from my adolescence. There's some powerful ones. There's an Indian prayer box that I wear <laughs> around the necklace uh, uh, that, uh, that I used to keep a folded up Shakespeare sonnet in. It gets real bad. Uh, it gets uh, real, real bad. That is... I don't ever want to say I'm. I want. I don't ever want to hear you stop saying that. I want to put it on a loop, and I'm gonna maybe go to sleep I, maybe, to those words. Maybe my holiday, my off the road project, should be inspired by dumb gay politics in the strangest way, where I just do Instagram reels and lives where we go through. You have, yes, are you insane? You have to do that. Absolutely. I actually have a notebook of about a hundred pages between me and a girl named Danielle, who was the only girl I ever attempted to have sex with. <laughs> and, but it was after I'd come out of the closet, so she yeah. had to keep it a secret, or she'd ruin my brand. Uh huh. So, <laughs> all of this is in the journal. All we used to pass a notebook back and forth every day during school and write letters to each other. Oh, that's cute. Like Bronte sisters. Oh my God. <laughs> I've been watching you in your delicate hands. <laughs> um, please review how our kissing was yesterday. Oh. I really like, like literally oh. breaking down. That's great. <laughs> it is. That's great. Well, you need to break down the fucking amethyst thing and the prayer box with the fucking sonnet in it immediately. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I'll do a couple of those. Please. I'll do a couple of those. Thank Don't you. Girls work. Okay. All right, but now, now, now you've got now. your in yeah your inspired holiday yes. live. Yeah, now I know what the stocking stuffers for the dumb gay uh, politics audience oh, are. God. That is perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, when you learned about Santa Claus, um, <laughs> yes, I wonder what you were wearing that day when you learned Santa Claus <laughs> wasn't real. And did you wear <laughs> a stocking? Made of gilded <laughs> chromium. <laughs> I did have my my one of my grandmother's stocking for me wasn't just a stocking. It was a full set from the waist down of of like full pants, like stocking. <laughs> so I got like a full human wardrobe stuffed full of to- of gifts oh, and candy. So wow. were they like pantyhose? What kind, what, no, they were like they were stocking material, like like the outline of a velvet, like basically a jester's legging. <laughs> Imagine like a small Ooh. jester's leg, or like a Victorian ghost child's <laughs> undergarment. Victorian ghost child bells mm. on them. Um, but it wasn't just one stocking; it was like a whole outfit that was stuffed like a scarecrow. Oh my God! It uh, it just gets better lived, and better. I lived a very I lived a very illustrious Victorian childhood. Oh. Uh, now, when did you learn about Santa, though? So I totally believed in Santa, like most either non-religious kids or Christian kids, and I didn't grow up in a, in a religious household really in any way, shape, or form. So, which I think a lot of American kids. Like, you know, if you're raised Jewish or Islamic, obviously Santa is just kind of like this annoying American. <laughs> just a fat dick a that other kids figure. get gifts from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. That rubs in your face that you're different. 
exactly. <laughs> yeah. During the most suicidal right. time of year, it's just a reminder <laughs> that you're on your own. That's right. Um, but obviously for a lot of American kids, it really is like you believe in Santa the way you believe in God and your family and your culture, American culture in general, media culture, you know, art, artistic culture tells kids from the time they're born that Santa Claus is as real as God. Another person you can't see. Another person who is always watching, who is uh, is <laughs> omnipresent in your life, mm-hmm. always knowing what you do good for humanity and what you do naughty. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are obviously direct ties between... And now listen, is Santa probably good parental control? Does it help shitty parents make it easier to be like, sit down or Santa's not coming <laughs> Yeah. Like, would I prefer you terrorize your child with Santa rather than beat them? Probably. But <laughs> to me, once I realized Santa wasn't real, and and I was a little bit sad just because, you know, obviously a little bit of, like, childhood wonderment dies that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a pretty, a pretty mellow childhood up until the time I was gay, and I obviously realized Santa was a lie. Before that, so that really was one of the big awakenings of my childhood, that, like, the world wasn't what it seemed. And I did think it was odd that everyone in the world had lied to me. <laughs> and you know what? That's, other that's a great point. That is a great that's point. That's a great like, point. And now, in fairness, it, it is that it's also a great example to a little kid of, like, sometimes you lie to people to make them happier. Like, because there's no harm, no foul. Yeah, they, like, call, they call those white lies. Right. You yeah. you don't tell someone their baby's ugly. Yeah. Because it's right. their baby. Right. You just go, oh, the baby. Like, what a cute baby. Because what is the point of telling somebody your baby looks like an 80 year old corpse? <laughs> right. I can already tell oh. your baby better be funny or be smart because that's all it's going to have going for it. Another one I like What's is try not to use uh. is that tattoo is fucking horrific. Like you can't, right. you always just got to, right. they're stuck with it. If so. somebody just got a tattoo of their mother on their arm and their mother just died and you're like, that doesn't look anything like your mother. It looks like your mother had a stroke on your arm, <laughs> which is ironic because that's what she died from. <laughs> I got but all like, the characters of the serial. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry for your loss. What a beautiful memorial. Your mother will always be with you. Yes. These are, you know, these are the sweet lies we all tell each other and we tell ourselves to get through fucking life. Yeah. So I understood Santa from that point of view, but I also thought it was just an unnecessary, unnecessarily odd thing to make us all believe in full on witchcraft magic. <laughs> mm. Like, yeah, it's, you know it's what I just mean? now like, occurring to me that it was probably because that's sort of kind of like the definition of like trauma is when you think right. the world is one thing and you in, in, right. a, in a second, a split second, it completely rocks. That's like somebody's walking sure. and a bomb goes off. It's probably highly traumatic. Um, it for can a be. Lot and kids. listen, I've known parents who have had to have talks with their kids who when their kids are a little bit older but still believe in Santa – if their kids are kind of hypersensitive to the world and because kids obviously see a lot more of the news today than we necessarily did as little kids. Um, I know parents who like whose kids have been like seriously stressed out about the Santa thing, like serious stressed out uh, about, I think I was naughty. I think Santa's mm-hmm. mad at me. Like they go to the mall and they want to make sure Santa's not mad at them. And those parents mm-hmm. then feel conflicted because they're like, Oh fuck. Like Santa was just supposed to be fun. 
Yeah. Like you weren't you weren't supposed to have an existential crisis about your humanity <laughs> at it, seven. So, uh, but uh, but again, at the same point, I do think Santa still is a valuable teaching lesson for anyone who chooses to use it for those very reasons. It is a bit of a letdown, but it, you we all do remember, like those of us who had Santa as a kid, remember it fondly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one was suddenly relieved that Santa was dead. You know what I mean? Like, thank God this man isn't watching me anymore. <laughs> um, and that's how I feel about atheism. I think Santa is an unusually an unusually Christian tradition for a religion. The only religion I can think of that insists on a deity, the absolute existence of a deity, and in fact, one singular deity, and then has built into it for the last couple hundred years this completely made up witchcraft man (laughs) who gives away like toys and candy and socks and oranges and is like a parental figure like a god figure and a loving figure like a god but also a judgmental figure like a god and then you're gonna find out at seven eight nine ten years old that it was all a fucking lie as part of a general cultural lie people agree on and as i got as i got older i was like oh okay well then it makes total sense when I started really looking into religion and as a concept and spiritual and any form of human spirituality that involves de- deification and organized religion. I immediately was like, Oh, I already did this with Santa. This isn't a big leap. Mm. Like I legit believed in Santa 100%. Like, and so as I started exploring religions and I know a lot of other people who were brought up in kind of, vaguely Christian backgrounds who are like, yeah, Santa kind of is the first lesson in atheism. Santa mm. is, I mean, from a, and, and it's odd because it's pushed by a religion. Yeah, like, right. I can Wait, certainly what, understand what the, the diehard right. Christians who say, put the Christ back in Christmas, because what they're also saying there is everyone's going to figure out Santa's a lie. So we got to <laughs> switch back in the Jesus lie. We got to switch back in the God delusion. I guess that's why we, those religions like Jehovah's Witness or whatever don't do Christmas. Because they're like, we sure. can't be fucking around with that. Because no, they're going to find right, out. They're going to find out. It's a provable fallacy. Well, it's yeah. a provable lie. The, right. the entire story yeah. of the fucking, it's all a lie. Like the nativity a, well, and all there that, There was right? a St. Nicholas. There were multiple St. Nicholases. The main one was Turkish. And first of all, there are 900 holiday traditions like this. Then, of course, what you find is every culture, whether it had a religion or just a general spiritual, you know, identity to it, all had some kind of winter fucking aunt, uncle, dad, grandpa. You know what right, I mean? Right. Italians had a fucking Christmas witch. Right. And, you know, <laughs> Eastern Europeans had Krampus. And, you know what I mean? And there's a million versions of this tale all around town of some kind of winter deity that blesses good children and spoils bad children. Though mostly like, coming you know from I mean? Christianity, which is weird, because right. Islam yeah, doesn't have it, but, Judaism doesn't have it, Hinduism doesn't have it, oh, Buddhism no, I mean, doesn't Judaism, have it. Judaism, when you look at Reformed Judaism, uh, like, the fact of the matter Judaism never tries to bullshit you too hard. There's no, there's no confession like Catholics where you can buy your way out through prayer and donation from your sin. Like Jewish people believe if you do something wrong, the best you can do is ask for forgiveness, but you still will have done something wrong. You like always do something wrong and you're always too fat. <laughs> and I right. think that uh, also and also uh, and you never I call like enough Judaism and we never call focus. enough. Yeah, that's right. It's, 
But Judaism doesn't create a hell. Judaism and Judaism doesn't tell you exactly yeah. what heaven's going to be. No. It basically says your job is to try to make life on earth better. But that was what I was going to say in regard to even Christmas, where it's not Jesus's fucking birthday. That's a complete right. made up lie. And yeah, heaven doesn't look like that. There's not fucking streets of gold. It's all fucking <laughs> just like Santa. Like, quit with the bullshit. You're making a cartoon out of this religion to fucking convince kids. I mean, I had to to go to Christian school only because my parents are fucking atheists. Obviously, like, modern-day Santa is an American marketing creation that started in the 30s and 40s. Like, that is documentable about, like, when people started really getting hardcore into the Santa lore. It was, it's about, it's partially about marketing. It's partially about toys. It's partially about, it's partially about telling little kids fairy tales. And I'm all for telling little kids fairy tales that teach them bigger lessons that they won't realize they learned until they get older. I'm just saying I think Santa Claus is an excellent lesson in in easy to understand and acceptable and joyful atheism. Because when <laughs> Santa goes away, Santa goes away. It's not like when Santa goes away, you stop seeing beauty and wonder in the world. Mm-hmm. It's in not fact, like when you and stop you even can still enjoy Santa. Santa. Right. You right. even still and enjoy you the still enjoy Santa. Yeah. It's still fun to watch a little kid, you know what yeah. I mean? And see it around it's, and shit. I mean, yeah. Like it's like it's a but it is a very good lesson of then by the time I then, you know, by the time I'm in my teens and I'm like, I need to figure out if this God thing makes any sense anywhere. Because our whole species has been focusing on it for five thousand years. And and it's interesting to me that that many people, even though they all have wildly different gods and opinions, are all still obsessed with is there a god or there must be a god or there isn't a god. So that's when my journey just intellectually and spiritually began on my path to atheism. But when I got there and so many people were like, it's so extreme just to not believe in it at all, like to not even. And I'm like, do you leave out any hope that Santa's actually real, <laughs> that there's a secret workshop where ununionized enslaved eternal <laughs> elves are making iPads. Like what you you and, really believe there's a mythological Turkish man who <laughs> wa- who, who was a Catholic de- saint who watches your children day and night? That seems creepy. <laughs> like you're never supposed to go near a stranger, but you let them sit like go get into the world of Santas at malls. There's a there's a dark amber alert thread like crone world. Just leave your kid in a line for some fucking yeah. Just sit on some old man's lap while he fingers them. Who at best just loves Christmas and wants to get paid because Social Security doesn't cover seniors' bills enough anymore. Right. So he happens to be fat and have a white beard and think this is a good way for me to make enough money for me and my wife's fucking blood pressure medication for the rest of the year you know or you've got an alcoholic old man with a prison <laughs> and who happens to have a white beard right and he needs right. to just Which make were the santas yeah. of our childhood like yeah. i think they vet them a little more now but i mean even in santa camp we all watched that documentary santa camp about yep. trying to integrate santas and have more diverse santas and they're like well you can't do that because santa i'm like well you think christopher was turkish so unless we're changing all of these white bearded, like Irish ass looking morbidly obese men <laughs> into hot, swarthy, old, hairy Turkish men, then it's not oh about God. honoring history. You know what I mean? What like, do you want for Christmas, the- little boy? Yeah. 
Oh. Uh, but also, if we do make that changes, you're going to find a lot of gay men in line mm. at the mall. That's right. <laughs> Suddenly it got a lot more real. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh-huh. there's going to be a full, they're just going to have the Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas, the dance remix playing. And it's just going to be twinks and harnesses waiting to sit on Papa Nicholas's lap. <laughs> it feels like uh, if for like, I don't know, for me and maybe for you and for like Santa Camp made it for me made it real i realized that it really is like just a big uh cosplay month yeah. or something it's yeah. like a big comic-con totally. that's a good way like, to put it it's cosplay yeah it's, and and at its best it's a really wonderful joyous cosplay yeah right like that it's the same thing because people who go to comic-con or whatever they spend the year making their shit right they're thinking about their character they're working it out i want to go i want to live in it i'm going to be in it i want to embody it it's a renaissance it. fair it's a it's renaissance fair yeah and that's also why like, a red fair but think about it that's what it all is. the shit we have at yeah. christmas like, if people do a quote-unquote traditional American Christmas, all that shit is Renaissance Fair. You're right. It's velvet stockings. Yep. It, you know what I mean? It's antique ornaments. Turkey it's little legs. Victorian angels mm. on trees. You know, candlelight. All these traditional yep. dishes. Yep. These dishes that were made 100, 200 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's total Renaissance Fair. And that's great. Like, it's a dark, miserable time of year. <laughs> Whatever you want to do that doesn't hurt anybody else or yourself, you know what I mean? That yes. isn't self-harm or harm to others. Honey, dress up like an elf, dress up like Santa, dress up like Superman, dress up in fucking leather in a dungeon, mm-hmm. like with your sub-partner, and just put, <laughs> put, put hang, hang Christmas ornaments from his nipples and put mistletoe <laughs> up his asshole. Like, whatever yep. you want to do to get through the dark winter death month, <laughs> where, by the way, every other animal just takes time off from life. Yep. Trees <laughs> stop producing anything other than oxygen for six months of the year. Bears find a cave and disappear and live <laughs> off their bad, bad body fat. Fish float perfectly still in frozen lakes and go, we're just going to wait this one out. We are just going to fucking take a nap. I feel like I need to go into a cave and live off my body fat. <laughs> oh, oh, believe me. I mean, that oh, sounds honestly me. like heaven. It really does. But it's like, in. we're the only assholes as human beings who are like, it's the fourth quarter, got to tie up. Let's all start our taxes for January. Oh, Let's clean the God. house and have people over. Like, we try to overachieve in the winter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so if some of that overachieving can at least be enjoyable, can be friends and family you like and delicious food and lovely cocktails and presents and laughter and music, and fucking velvet stockings or whatever the fuck your jam is. Great. But like, just understand if you're pushing the Santa myth on kids, it is delightful. And I think you should, but don't be shocked if when they're 14, they're like, why can't God be imaginary the way Santa was imaginary? Because they literally come from the same place and the same idea. I also think it's pretty profound what you said. And just that we do have like a lot of, we call them DGP babies that are, that are born, have been born since the podcast started, and we have them all over the wall, mm-hmm. like little baby Edison yes, right there. Was, yes, Edison, yes. I, I think that it's profound and important for them to sort of to sort of figure out how to, I guess, let them down in the least traumatic way before they get bullied sure. at school and some asshole goes, you're a fucking tool, Santa's not real. 
Right. And now they're As like, great, I'm the joke of the one school. way or another. They find the presents yeah. at home. Yeah. Or you notice that the handwriting is your parents. Or you yeah. see your parents putting all the presents out like you sneak out of your room. Or a bully <laughs> at school or some yeah. asshole drunk teacher or bus driver tells you <laughs> too old to believe in Santa Claus. Like, one way or another, it's going to come to an end. But again, that's also a good teaching lesson, too, because there's not a lot there. Like, eventually, you also realize your parents are very fallible people, and they're not perfect, and they don't always do right by you. And that's a much harsher and and long-term realization for every child in the world. So I would still prefer Santa to go first. And yeah. soften the landing. I had bit. to come to terms with my stuffed animals not coming to life at night more than I had to deal with Santa Claus. See, but and again, and it's and the same thing. Like you were Jewish, so Santa wasn't a big of the thing. That's but that's the same kind of magic. That's, that's right. The same kind of wonder and delight. Yep, yep. That's the same kind of they come to life at night and they're yours. So you're not alone. Yeah. And they protect you at night or they come in your dreams on adventures. Kids <laughs> have imaginary friends, which is what God and Santa are. Yeah. Like, you know, people have imaginary no, friends. No, Brad, those who- are ghosts. Those are real. <laughs> those are real. <laughs> uh, who have you ever met anyone? Who, when they die, really wants to stick around exactly. here. Like, they either <laughs> want to go to a heaven or they fear a hell, but they sure as hell don't go, you know what I hope? <laughs> I hope that, like, my spectral spirit is tied to this house <laughs> that that I never liked, that my mother decorated, and I never liked. <laughs> I hope I live here for eternity until they bulldoze it and turn it into subdivided condos for bougie, awkwardly vocal dick bags. And then you're still stuck there and no one can see you. Yeah, and, and then there's you're no one to talk to. stuck here for eternity watching endless idiots fart in their living room, <laughs> other spouses who don't do good work, fuck uh, people over. Right. That's your eternal life. Really quickly, what was I need? So, what's the dif- definition between or difference between atheist and agnostic? Because right now I'm drinking too much. Any, and I can't any atheist believes um, there is absolutely no evidence. There has never been any empirical evidence whatsoever of any form of deity existing. And so uh, there is none Uh, until unless a god came down from heaven and made everything. Agnostics are basically atheists who don't want to deal with the pushback. Agnostics (laughs) are people. Agnostics are pussies. Agnostics are people who say. Agnostics are people who say there probably isn't a God and there is no evidence that there's ever been a God. And it sure does seem like this is 100% man-made, cut and dry. But let's leave room for magic. Let's, <laughs> let's leave room for there's things we don't understand about the universe, which is, of course, true. We don't even understand if gravity works the same way everywhere in the universe. Like, like gravity is still a theory. We we observe it on Earth in a very real way. We observe it in, in in you know the in space in a very real way. But we don't fully understand it. Of course, there's plenty of shit we don't understand. Agnostics are just basically if you want to stop getting yelled at by a religious person or someone you're freaking out with atheism, you just say agnostic. And then they go, oh, thank God. Right. Oh, so I can still, I can, because the agnostic people are also the people who want to believe that the horoscope 
might have something to do with it. Agnostics are people who agnostics are people who say I'm spiritual, but I don't believe in organized religion. <laughs> <laughs> spiritual person oh, an agnostic probably has a dream catcher somewhere in their house <laughs> and, and and it's not part of their native american and inuit culture. no it's not that's completely different like they have it because they got it at a ren fair oh god and it I'm matches so... the color of their day room christmas is just transformed for me now as a now that i know that it's like a renaissance fair i'm gonna like it is start it dressing really up is. different it's you it's cause it on it's, uh, all of it yeah. is Christmas and, is cause Hanukkah. That's, that's why I was, it made me think. Oh, that's why dads, certain dads, want to dress up as Santa. That's why my sure. friend Richie get, dresses up as Santa, doesn't even have kids, gets right. on his motorcycle, and then drives sure. by our friend's house because he wants to fucking do cosplay. Yeah, yeah. Look at SantaCon in New York City, which is a nightmare. It's like Greek re- week and a date rape all poured into one. <laughs> Are we talking like, SantaCon as in a convention where all Santas go? And like we well, saw in SantaCon Santa Camp- in New York City is a night chosen in December and it's semi-organized and it's like 50,000 drunk men and women. Uh. Trash people, let's be honest, Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Dress up in any form of Santa gear whatsoever and basically party like it's Mardi Gras in New York City. Whoa. So you get your friends together and you go bar hopping around the whole place and you're vomiting in the street and you're girlfriend is dressed as sexy mrs claus in a thong and you're just wearing like santa bottoms and a hat and half a beard and no shirt and you're running through the cold winter and you're banging on cars and you're causing but even that is an expression of it is a miserable dark time of year we need to create some kind of frivolity some form of like expression that lets out the dark evil of Brad, the dark- Shard, Shard. Uh, I, we, okay, you're going to know this, I think. It just, I just had this thought. So what you're saying about SantaCon, we've got the fucking sexy Mrs. Elf, uh, Mrs. Santa, <laughs> and then, of course, there's going to be hot Santas and fat Santas and mother Santas and tan Santas and all the different Santas. And they're doing, then they have to make it sexual. And every single yeah. fucking thing has to become <laughs> yeah. sexual in some way. You can't fucking have one fucking thing without somebody wanting yeah. to fuck it. So, <laughs> but what I think... And there's porn. There's Santa porn. There's Christmas porn. Oh, there's, there's 100% porn. Santa porn. Now, here's my question. I know a gay Santa who works of course. As, a, as just a Santa. Oh, fuck me. all up. he does when he's not working with the little kids in a very non-sexual way is he goes to gay events and gay Christmas stuff and all these little twinks want to get fucked by Santa. <laughs> okay, so which, great, fine, all the power to you, whatever. Is there, in your experience of gay porn, is there Jesus porn? Oh, yeah, not as oh. much, but there's religious based porn. There absolutely. is? Absolutely. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. A lot of it's oh, amateur. A lot of it's amateur, but there's a lot of. What about like, I? Well, I feel like it's, the, I've it's seen a like, ton of nun like, ones, like Orthodox dress Jewish men, ortho- nuns, Orthodox Mormon, Jewish men, priests, Mormon. where it'll be Mormon, like a guy and there's like ten that are supposed to look like young girls, or and they're all in oh, white. There's an, enti- there's an entire shit. tons. Of there's that an shit. entire porn tons. series by a by a actual porn studio <laughs> called Missionary Boys. I'm and that's. Ooh, yeah. I might check that out. <laughs> this might be my I'll new send porn. You, I'll send you some links. Send me some um, links. I've only I only want men. I want men get just getting damaged. Yeah, no, some oh that's honey, trust me, that's all my porn is. Great. Oh. <laughs> 
that's that, that's all gay. That's all gay sex really is. Men being damaged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> damaged men pulverizing the pieces further Great. until we're, until Perfect. our souls are a powder that we <laughs> snort in the club. <laughs> and uh. that is the end of the <laughs> segment. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because I mean, it basically came back to snow. Exactly. <laughs> It is that time of year. Celebrate as you like, people. Now, Brad, tell uh, our 14 listeners where they can find you, where they can find your, your, you have stand-up specials that are fucking coming out or they're already out. You have multiple stand-up specials. You're fucking killing the game. You're on tour. <laughs> yes. So uh, if you want to follow me on social, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Um, Facebook is comedian Brad Lokely. The other two are Brad Lokely. It's L-O-E-K-L-E. Also, if you type in gay Brad comedian to any search engine, I will come up. My website and all my links will come up. Um, my last comedy special that's current, well, the last comedy special that's currently out is called Brash Boys Club. It's on Amazon Prime. It's with me and two other great LGBTQ comedians. Um, and then I have um, Queer Riot, which was a great comedy, stand-up comedy film that I made with a bunch of comedians. Um uh, right as COVID was closing, and that just finished up at Outfest this year, and it should hopefully be out on streaming soon. I'll have more of that soon. But follow me on social and come see me on a big gay cruise or on one of my tour dates. I would love, I would love to see your fourteen <laughs> listeners at any one of my shows. Yeah, and now they can come see you do the deep dive into the to the the lore of Brad's teen years and oh, his yes, wardrobe. Can't oh wait for yeah, come follow wait. me on social because I will definitely dig up some stuff. For, I can't for wait. Julian Please. Your enjoyment. Now it's time for So There's That. Right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's <laughs> happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because half of the country are members of a morally bankrupt right wing cult and the rest of us are self-righteous virtue signaling <laughs> hypocrites. And we are so evenly divided that no significant legislative change can ever happen. And even when we do eke out a tiny majority, some shitbag fake bisexual jizz clown comes along and decides <laughs> that she's no longer a Democrat. But someday Kirsten uh. Jizima is going to get what's coming to her and it'll be the best goddamn so there's that that we will ever do. <laughs> And I, for one, cannot wait. <laughs> I wish that day was today. <laughs> Me too. But I do want to say, with a fresh and rested perspective, there's actually a few things I could talk about here. <laughs> um, rested. Good one. Uh -huh. Good one. Uh, Harvey Weinstein was convicted of rape in Los Angeles. Tesla's tanking. Twitter is floundering under Elon Musk. But most importantly, penguins. We should all take a minute and be grateful for penguins. We got to see them up close and observe them like we are goddamn National Geographic penguin experts. I came away from our penguin journey realizing they can teach us something about purpose, community, family, determination, nonviolence, and resilience, and being adorable. Also, Antarctica, thank you for showing us what the untouched and unabused part of the world looks like, and be thankful that 
As it is said, Antarctica is unwelcoming and uninhabitable. This place can teach us about our place in the world and be reflective of who we are and what a world could look like without a gluttonous human greed, domination, and respect for a land that we take so much advantage of. But I'm not going to talk about any of that. I'm not going to talk about any of that. (laughs) I'm like, huh. So instead, let's move to talking about something else that this country loves to talk about. Marriage. Another unwelcoming and uninhabitable continent. The Respect for Marriage Act recently signed by JoJo and passed with bipartisan support in the House and Senate. Ah, yes. The Respect for Marriage Act. Marriage in all its forms. Here in America, which includes not just gays and heteros, but interracial marriage. Yes, we're still talking about interracial (laughs) marriage. As if any of this is anyone's business. And ironically, once again... All roads lead back to the fucking Republican conservatives and religious people who want a smaller government in all of our lives, except when it comes to sex, love, and women. Then for some reason, the government becomes the judge, the jury, the god, and the final word on your personal life. Unless, of course, it has to do with guns, regulations, and religion. But marriage, mm, marriage, we love fighting about marriage, the institution of marriage, the importance of marriage, one man, one woman, the foundation of the family unit, the modern version of marriage, the modern version of marriage that we have come to know and love, the highest ideal of love between a man and a woman, that fairy tale, that aspiration that songs and books and movies and art and theater have been written about. And without our knowledge and consent, the mass indoctrination and brainwashing of generations into the belief that marriage is the very cornerstone of a stable, loving, moral, decent, and healthy path to a righteous and healthy way of life. In theory, it is beautiful thought. Two people coming together in love to make a family and a life together. That sounds great. Gross. But in reality, marriage was never about that. And even now, the struggle to define your own life, relationship, and family is still under debate. And in this country, anyway, the fight wages on to untangle the destructive, controlling, misogynistic, racist hooks that have been so deeply embedded into our society. The irony of this entire debate is that marriage, as we know it, is a modern structure. Without going too deep, and this isn't news to anyone, marriage was created to unite families and money and monarchies and power and keep men ruling, blah, 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 meow, meow, meow. Women were given to men without their consent. Polygamy was widespread, and you can go ahead and read about that in the Bible, which is even funnier since it's the Bible that's used today to bash us over the head with the morality of monogamy and the one-man-one-woman farce. It evolved in many forms over the years to the wonderful document we have today, which has (laughs) been sold to us as the picture of what a relationship and what a family is supposed to be. Within this heteronormative structure was also the wonderful oppression of non-white people, a.k.a. interracial marriage, which was illegal until, do you know what year? 1966? That's not 1967. Okay. Even We went over it when we talked about RBG and it was like... um, I think the Beatles had already had like three like number one albums before um, interracial people. I I can't even. It's beyond. (laughs) And of course, gay marriage was made legal, then illegal, then sort of legal, then illegal, then legal sort of until this very day. Last week, President Biden signed the Respect for Marriage Act Part 5 million, which was passed with bipartisan support. Now, everyone went crazy and we are very happy about this. But I thought we should take a moment and dig in a little so we can all understand it a little further because we're happy, but we're also irritated. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. Come Uh, on, come on. It's a Band-Aid. 
it's a protection. It doesn't codify anything into law, but it is another step forward with some concessions to the disgusting religious right. The Respect for Marriage Act repeals the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act, which, by the way, was signed by Bill Clinton. (laughs) DOMA barred the federal government from respecting the marriages of same-sex couples who were married under state law, excluding them from federal recognition in over 1,000 contexts, from Social Security survivor benefits to the ability to sponsor a spouse for citizenship, to equitable tax treatment. DOMA doesn't require states to respect the marriages of same-sex couples performed by other states. The Supreme Court struck down the federal recognition portion of DOMA in 2013 under states versus Windsor. After Dobbs, which was the first fucking Supreme Court fucking (laughs) marriage bullshit, people fear that Windsor could be overturned. So the Respect for Marriage Act fully repeals the federal respect portion of DOMA and replaces it with a requirement of respect, quote unquote, by the federal government. It also repeals the full faith and credit portion of DOMA, replacing that with a statement that full faith and credit requires interstate recognition. Those would both be significant advances that could backstop the Supreme Court from overturning the other two decisions. Just real quick, if I may, (laughs) in layman's terms... The Defense of Marriage Act did not make gay marriage a a, a right. Um, it's not gonna, you know, this the 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 law of the land has not been codified. What it did is say that um, if you're already married and a state decides it's illegal, um, that you that they have to respect the marriage that it already is in existence if you're gay or if you're interracial or whatever the fuck. Um, and also, it. If you go to, if your state, if you live in Mississippi, they decide it's illegal, you can drive here to California because that's if viable for everyone and get married here. And then Mississippi is forced to respect, which is all respect, respect, full faith and law, to respect the marriage that you, and the wedding and the marriage and whatever that you got in California, then you go there and they have to consider you married. But, you, but they can certainly just say it's illegal. In Mississippi, anytime yes. they goddamn want, starting tomorrow if they want. So that's what I just wanted to say. It in yeah, yes, uh, that's uh, that's absolutely right. So basically, it's the Respect for Marriage Act respects marriages that are already married and respects people <laughs> that are already married. And states can respect marriages if they want to give marriages, but they don't have to. So it's basically like respect it if you want marriage act. <laughs> it's, you know, state by state. In closing, respect for marriage. It's just funny. First of all, when I tell you I'm so sick of every single phrase and word when it comes to gay marriage, I could diarrhea. Civil unions, commitment ceremony, gay marriage, same-sex marriage, respect for marriage, defense of marriage. It's all fucking annoying. (laughs) Is it marriage or is it not? I don't need a preference. I don't need your tolerance. I don't need it separate but equal. I don't need your fucking condescending bullshit of my fucking relationship. If you respect my marriage, then fuck right on out of it. And I will do the same for you. Also mom and dad and aunts and uncles because in in addition to how fucking annoying marriage is it's also annoying right around the holidays for all the people out there who aren't married when it's like when are you getting married when are you getting married when are you getting married <laughs> yeah, or when you're having your kids when you're getting right. a baby mm-hmm. and it's That's just like right. that is not the fucking definition of what <laughs> just bug off with all of it yes i mean you as you know i could go real deep about the women, but I'm not. And by the way, if the government and society truly respected marriage in all its forms, it would respect divorce and would make it free and easy to do both. But that's another topic for another time. When you think about it, at the end of the day, over half of every 
type of marriage ends. And let's be honest, I think we know there's no respect for that. Marriage is all bullshit, but let's just go ahead and play along for the sake of keeping the fabric of society together and giving kids a last name and keeping scapegoats alive to fire up conservatives. The reason it's important and to make fully legal and to never be able to be overturned is because basic mm, freedom, civil rights, human dignity, evolution of humanity, and the rights of women and non-white citizens to choose with full autonomy who they legally bind themselves to. Now, I am bitter. I am angry, <laughs> cautious, drained, exhausted, and sick of this fucking fight. And I have been married and fucking same-sex married and divorced, <laughs> and it's fucking bullshit. But at the same time, I am grateful for this. And another reason why I fucking love Jojo and Kiki so much and I'm proud to be part of a political party who at its heart is trying to come together and make things right. The Respect for Marriage Act may be a band-aid, but it's also a statement by Biden and the Democrats particularly, and I will give credit where credit's due, to the Republicans even who voted for it. They all are basically just saying, in my opinion, this whole performance art, if you will, this theater, yeah. if you will, is we put our names on a petition basically that says, stay out of our private lives. The government and the church does not decide or define love, family, relationships, and sexuality. Consensual sex and choice is not a crime, and we are choosing to move humanity forward with equality and dignity and choice and self-determination and will no longer waste our time on hypocritical morality, resentful religious judgments, violent oppressive male domination, and jealous, self-hating, sexual policing. So as much as I'm sick of the prefaces and the constant nagging parentheses that constantly surround particularly gay people's lives and sex lives, because we're constantly made to feel that our sex isn't real, our relationships are up to par, this is the first time I have really felt that a political side of our system gets it. Biden and the Democrats have loudly spoken and acted on the side of actual respect and are just trying to keep out of the way to allow marriage to become whatever it is for each individual person to choose. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our special Chrismica and Hanumas Antarctic episode. <laughs> we are truly grateful for all 14 of you, especially now and it all becomes clear this time of year. We really, really, really appreciate you being here, even if you don't sign up for our Patreon <laughs> podcast. But wait, please sign up for our Patreon <laughs> podcast. Please go to our Respect of Patreon Podcasts <laughs> Act. Go to julianbrandy.com. It's only a dollar for a whole extra hour podcast per week. Or you can pay $2 and get two bonus podcasts per week. And our Patreon podcast is completely different than this. There's no ads. There's no politics at all, ever. It's just fun, random stories and deep dives and songs and bullshit. There's a link to a free episode in the description blurb of today's podcast. And we've been doing our Patreon podcast since 2017. So once you sign up, you will get hundreds of podcasts to listen to instantly. And except for the COVID ones, they are timeless. <laughs> Kayla Malcolm, who runs our Discord thing, whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah, that is, said she likes to listen to all the old holiday episodes mm. during whichever holiday currently happens to be going on. Now, I wasn't sure if she meant holiday episodes of 
like this, the regular weed, or the holiday episodes from our Patreon podcast, but it's a great idea either way, and that's why Kayla Malcolm runs our Discord thing. <laughs> and that's why we all love Kayla. <laughs> uh, and there are tons of holiday episodes in our Patreon back catalog. We keep saying we're going to start a super thread and pin it at the top of our page, so when new people join, they have like a ready-made list of our most popular episodes curated by the wonderful supportive team of current subscribers. It's not there yet because we haven't done it, but um, we will. We will. Sure, sure, Yeah, sure. we will. We will. We're going to try to get to that by... Sometime in early, well, hopefully before the 2024 presidential election. Let's hope. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. Very gay and very dumb yes. because we had the shard. Oh, the For gayest, the, the <laughs> gayest, the shardest. Brad Lokley. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet Transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, It'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame so I'll remove the cause. 
<laughs> but not the symptom.